Slot Podcast with the most electrifying man in all of podcasting. Your host, the Opera Ghost. Now please sit back, relax, make sure you enjoy yourself. And always remember, let's get a slutty, find the Ace Love Podcast on all social media at the Ace Love Podcast. And please check out the website, aceloppodcast.com, or email the show. At gmail.com. And once again, please enjoy. <laughs> Hello, my lovely little sluts, and welcome back to another episode of the ASLUT Podcast. Well, what a mission this episode was, by the way, team. So, I I do have a guest on the the, the wonderful couple from the By the Buyer podcast, but my Skype wouldn't work, and then my recorder wouldn't work, and there was just a whole big whole big issue. But we we made it and we got there. So, it's, but it's going to sound a little different compared to usual. So, just so you know. But before we get into things, we need to talk about. Alt Playground, which is your playful destination. Don't forget, it's just an open community for the sexually adventurous, and you can talk to each other. You've got big communities. You've got my community on there. Just search the Ace Love Podcast. Uh, my guests today are on there, and you can literally just talk about anything. But you don't have those pesky scammers and bots as part of it, and that's my big pet hate with with site with dating sites and lifestyle sites and things like that is that there's no vetting of people coming in and there's no price for them so they can just come in and do whatever they want and they can scam or they can be bots from wherever so that's a that's a really really positive thing and it the other thing is that it's full of resources for pods for lifestyles like podcasts videos there's the communities on there that I just spoke about which is which is really really wonderful and you can find them all at the podcast corner. There's forums on there now as well. But yeah, don't forget to check out altplayground.net, which is your playful destination. We don't see if you're swinging together. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Girl, 
don't cheat on no secrets. Last night, my girl showed me where all the big freaks at. Mm, you won't believe what I saw with my two eyes. Two girls sucking on me And my girl fucking on two guys She said, let's go, baby Well, hey there again, everyone. Again, this week I talked to two of my favorite people on the planet. It's Angela and Bradford from the By the By podcast. And we talk about sort of what to expect and some of the things that you potentially should and shouldn't do if you go to a swingers club or sex club for the first time. So without further ado, I haven't had a guest in a while, so this is exciting for me. It's my first guest since I've been back from 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 the old head knock, so please. Oh don't forget, let's get a slutty. And please enjoy. And I am delighted to welcome to the show the guys from the By the By podcast, Angela and Bradford. How are we, guys? We're good. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having us on. Yes, thank Exciting. you. Exciting. Thank you so much for being on. This was a little bit last moment. There's no doubt about that. I was trying to find somebody this morning, and um, you guys popped up and said, hey, we're free tonight if you're still available. So here we are. You betcha. Yeah. Crossing the Tasman Sea. Virtually. Yes. Virtually. Yeah. The, the the better side of the Tasman Sea right now. <laughs> well, you are on the better side. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. We're still covalicious. <laughs> and only getting worse. You betcha. Oh, let's not say that. <laughs> well, current currently best. getting worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Touche. And um, I put that down to our leadership. To be fair. But that's just my opinion. Uh, yes, you have the. You definitely have the winning leader. Yes, yes, you win in that for sure. Oh, yeah. horse going. Very jealous of your uh, leadership <laughs> over there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, before we go any further, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? How you might know me, and then we can sort of go from there and get stuck into what we're talking about tonight, which is, I guess, kind of basically. Moving on from our last episode, that etiquette in going to a sex slash swingers club. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm Bradford. And I'm Angela. And we have no idea who you are. You just kind of <laughs> slid into our DMs. We're like, who's this sexy fucker? Oh, yay. <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> you make me feel so loved, Bradford. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I remember the first time... I think that you really kind of came across, or we came across you, you came across us, I don't know, was um, we had a, uh, a, a um, like a, a special thing with, with the, who was hosting our podcast, and you were like, hey, give me that code, I'm starting a podcast, mm-hmm. and we were like, woohoo, what are you starting your podcast on? And, and it was about all of this nonsense. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and we were in full support of that. And then fast forward to maybe a year later, and you were here in Sydney, and we met you face-to-face. Yeah, so uh, backing up a step, Bradford, we host the By the oh, By yeah. podcast. Sorry, um, I so get excited. On, on our podcast, we do talk about bisexuality, swinging open relationships, and all of that. Uh, and last year, I guess it's been just over a year ago now, we hosted a kind of a Meet the Podcasters event here in Sydney. Mm. And... You came over for that event, uh, and that's where 
we kind of introduced you to some of the other podcasters here that you may not have known, you may have known, and we just kind of got a lot of listeners out, and we had a big party at our secret spot. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. So, here in Sydney, by yeah, the way. Yeah, here in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, first and foremost, yeah. when I first heard about our secret spot, I literally, because I hadn't begun podcasting by that point, I had been listening to you guys for a while, but I remember just thinking, why have they got a secret spot? Why can't I have a secret spot? <laughs> not knowing what it was. <laughs> That's great. It's everybody's secret spot now. Everybody's got a secret spot. You just got to know how to rub it. But, I mean, first of all, thank you for you guys for, for inviting me to that. And if you don't know the details around that, team, go to go, just a sneak little thing here. Go back to episode 30. It's titled Sexy in Sydney. You'll hear all about it there. And it, it was great on that, on that episode because around the same time, I'd released an episode... You guys had released an episode, and the wonderful Bedhoppers had released an episode all about the same evening. So it was yeah. interesting yeah. hearing the three points of view from it. That's great. <laughs> I love it. But it does go to show how we all are in the same space, and I'm going to say generally have a similar experience, mm. but we all have a different takeaway from it. You know, And it's, it's really interesting, not just all of us between the bedhoppers and you and then Bradford and I, but even Bradford and I individually have yes. different takeaways from it. But it really is interesting then, like you said, to go back and to listen to the three different podcasts about it and see what everyone experienced, what their view of the night was. Mm. Yeah, what the takeaway was. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more. And there was, at least you guys didn't get soy sauce poured all over you, which is now an uh. ongoing thing, by the way. Every time <laughs> Look, I talk to one of those two. apologized. No, she still claims that it, that she didn't do it. There is a difference there. I understand that she apologized under duress. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mr. H told her to. Yeah, I think Mr. H was withholding something that she really wanted or something. Or yeah, no, Mr. actually, H. <laughs> I think it might have been a Pokemon Go thing. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I don't think you mess with her Pokemon no, Go. You don't. No, you No. Nope. I've That's learned that I, I received an angry message from her about it a while back because I hadn't been playing enough. Oh, great. Oh, well, she's going to whip you into shape. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She needs she needs her gifts or whatever you do in Pokemon Go. I don't know. I, I don't know. So, Eggs hatching. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we actually might be referencing that night as we go through today's episode because it is a little bit of a follow-on on my last episode, which was around courting and dating etiquette. And I was telling some stories about, well, basically some horror stories that some some friends have told me about how how they've been treated while dating and how they've been treated while even going through Tinder, like and online and things like that. Yeah. So I thought it would be a good idea to sort of talk about um how to act and what to expect from your first time at a swingers club or a sex club. Or event. It doesn't have to be a club per se, but it's still an event around that. So, um, first of all, what as, as people who are who have been to a few, a fair few now, and run your okay. own now, um, explain what someone can expect from one of these parties, or use your own experience, one of your parties, if you will. Mm. So I think it, it does depend upon, uh, first of all, if you're going to a club versus a house party, there's a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. But let's let's assume a, a club or organized event. Sure. And it does 
depend as well worldwide. There there are some regional differences in, in just kind of general how the, the culture is at mm -hmm. a particular club. Mm -hmm. But from like the Australian experience, and I assume that New Zealand would probably be very similar since they're they're culturally similar. Um, but whenever like we go to a club for the first time, we always go to the website and do our research and, and mm -hmm. see what kind of dress is expected mm -hmm. um, because most places and I'm going to say this is a general rule worldwide not always but most of the time like you're not supposed to wear jeans you know you're the guys are supposed to be in in at least nice pants a shirt button up something like that business casual yeah business casual yeah. and then you know women again no jeans can be dress pants skirt etc um, some clubs will even kind of border on fetish depending mm -hmm. but most general swingers clubs don't it's just basically look nice and, and so if you go to their website you'll get some ideas as to the rules around what they expect and that way you don't rock up in you know just jeans and a t-shirt and expect to get in and then you get turned away at the door yeah so, so do your research always, really yeah sorry go ahead uh, just do your research and do yeah. due diligence the, really the seven p's prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance <laughs> yep Yep. And it also gives you an idea, too, if you go to their website to see what kind of events they may have on. Mm -hmm. So if they have theme nights or anything that you might be interested in. Uh, I know there are certain theme nights that Bradford and I are more interested in than others. So we tend to check the calendars and see what, what might be interesting on? for us to go to. Yeah, a lot of clubs will also have a newbies night, mm -hmm. which often can be a little, if you are a first-timer, can be a little more... Uh, less pressure you might feel because you know that there'll be other people in the same boat as you are. Yeah. With, with the newbies nights, um, I feel as though the people can be a little more tentative with taking that first step to taking somebody. So, at, for example, I was just taking somebody upstairs into one of the rooms or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's a thing? Look, it, it's interesting because... What what I think is really funny about newbies nights is you get two categories of people. You get the newbies, and then you get the people who really like to meet the newbies. Uh, and so I don't want to say they're more predatory because they're not, but they do like to – like Angela and I, we like to meet new people. We like people who it's their first time. Um because they've been uncorrupted, <laughs> not because not as a we want to corrupt them, but because they don't already have bad habits, mm -hmm. or they they will be more apt to listen to you when you mm -hmm. want to talk about something like STI checks or um, safe sex practices and mm -hmm. consent. Um, they they tend to really welcome that, whereas some folks who have been in the lifestyle for a lot longer. Uh, that tends to a be bit a bit more, more budgy. It's like, oh, well, I guess we have to talk about this. Mm -hmm. um, but newbies tend to eat it up, um, as they should, because those are It's really a good important. conversation to have. Yeah. I would also say that you get two, two – I'm going to say two different camps of newbies, if you will. Uh, you get the newbies that are really just starting to explore and dip their toes in and see what swinging is all about. Mm -hmm. They – heard of a swingers club they may have done a little bit of research but not really much at all they just want to kind of go check it out and see what it what it's about and then you get the newbies who have done a lot of research and they've been really talking about this as a couple for a long time they've been maybe listening to podcasts about it reading books whatever and so you do get newbies who are like 
done a lot of research and they're ready to go and they get to the club and they're like, yeah, I'm really excited to be here and like, let, let's do this. So I, I think there's kind of two different camps of newbies. And that. I will say my personal favorite are the ones that have done research because, mm-hmm. you know, Angela and I often will profitize the lifestyle and it's great to have people who are, you know, very willing to listen to what you have to say. And it's like, I mean, clearly we like to talk. We, we run a podcast. Uh, so it is yeah. nice to have those people where you face to face, you can tell them, give them information mm. that will help them have a more positive experience and outlook on the lifestyle. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree with that as well. I don't know if you, uh, of course you guys realized quite early on that I like talking. Uh, quite, <laughs> quite a you lot. betcha. <laughs> from, from that first dinner even. Yeah, so you, I think you guys found out on the first night where, where we went to a play that I like to talk, and I sort of sometimes overshare a little bit, but I, it's a little bit here, here nor there. And having that conversation um, about, especially about safe play and things like that, and what what people's expectations of a, of of it all is, and all of that side of things, and obviously the consent talk if you're going to go further. And even just talking about consent, not getting it, are hugely important, I feel. Yeah. As you're going yeah. through the process. Especially, yeah, if, especially if you're going for the first time. You might not understand everything that's going on, so it's okay to ask. And I think people worry about asking. You know, and, and it's, it's true. I think people do worry about asking because I think so often in... I guess in life, we, we tend to forget that, you know, we should ask people before we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you're in a monogamous relationship, I think that oftentimes the maybe the asking isn't uh, isn't verbal. It's nonverbal. Yeah. And so there's a lot of nonverbal consent. And so you sort of rely on that. And then you go to a swingers club and suddenly, oh, my gosh, Whole I have to use world. words. Yeah. But that also does show, though, that, like, even in a monogamous relationship or even before you open up a relationship, if you're going down that path, you should still use your words. It Mm, saves a lot of headaches and a lot of stress in a relationship if you do just just use your words and talk about things and communicate a bit better. And we do get complacent, and it is easy to to not do that and to take things for granted, but we should still communicate with our primary partners as much as we do other partners. Exactly, and it's it's one of my huge things when 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 you talk about consent. Some people say that you know it's not sexy to ask someone if they want to do it, and I just sit there and go, "Well, obviously you're just not very good at dirty talk." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's literally all you need. It's yeah. just to yeah. talk dirty, and they'll and they're either into it or they're not. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. somebody whispering in your ear, "Hey, baby, do you want me to do this?" Oof. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, that'll that'll do it for me. But anyway, we've already gone off our first derailment. Of sorry, course. sorry. We're used to it, buddy. I was going to say this is a hallmark of both our podcasts, so it's it's going to happen, isn't it? So we're here. the new podcast is called Sexy Tangent. <laughs> to be fair, that's probably what I should have called this. <laughs> Um, so we were talking about expectations when you go to a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the um, say you're a new person or a new couple. Let's go with couple first. I'll, mm. I, I can do the single side because that was me once upon a time. But 
you're a new couple, you decide to go to the club, and you, you rock up. You, you, you're sort of open to playing, but you're not sure yet. You go to a club, you get to the front door. Um, what happens next? What can, what can one expect from that point usually, do you think? So most places will... They'll check you in, so they'll get information, get payment, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll usually get a tour of the club. Make sure that they know that you're a first-timer. Yes. If they don't offer you a tour, ask for one. Yeah. I ask for tours even when I'm not a first-timer. Hey, Brad. Yeah. If it's my first time to the club, to that location, I always ask for a tour. Uh, to be fair, it was my first time to that location. Yeah, or if, it's been to, or if it's been a while. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good to get a tour because that way you get kind of a lay of the land. You'll usually get rules along the tour as well. And as you're going through, it's also assigned to other people that you're new. So yeah. that may make them more likely to come up and talk to you if they think that you, you might be new and might not be as comfortable approaching people. Or, like, arguably, one of the things that they do at Our Secret Spot is they will often um, take newbies – uh, who have just finished the tour and I'm, I'm using air quotes here, but hand them over to more experienced people. Yeah, the number sort of, of folks that Angela and I feel like we're the end of the tour uh, <laughs> because they're like, and this is Bradford and Angela. If you have any more questions, they are happy to answer them. And we are. Um, but it is, it's, you know, you'll, you, you can often find um, your Yoda couple or, or someone who mm-hmm. can be a Yoda couple. Yeah. Uh, and, and give you their experiences. Well, I kind of use you two when I'm in Australian clubs anyway. As, well, because I've only been there with you guys anyway. I didn't go with you for the last one, but you you were there and you knew I was right. coming. So it's, it's always just been... A, and I, I've been with clubs here in Australia, here in New Zealand, over in Australia and in America as well. So it, it's quite different. Between between Australia and America, especially. Oh yeah. So it's it's always uh, it was always good for me just to have somebody that I knew that I could, for lack of a better term, rely on without intruding on them. Yeah. 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 The I I will say the the U.S. is quite different than. Oh yes. Um, yeah, the the attitude and the the way that people interact at clubs there, I think, is quite different than what it is here, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Just from my experience, yeah. I think it's easier to just go up and talk to somebody in Australia, I guess. And, in, in and I'll, say, I'll agree in with my experience. Our, experiences, our experiences in U.S. clubs are – they're a little – I don't want to – the standoffish is not the right word because they're the clubs themselves are very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sometimes the clientele are – they throw up walls. Mm-hmm. There are a lot more walls – around them around couples and maybe a little bit clicky as well i guess say again maybe a little bit clicky as well like they've got their own little clicks yeah it can be and also what i find is that people there at least in our experience the the couples that we've been around at the clubs don't really want to talk as much it's more just some very basic introductory information and then okay let's go play whereas we like to really talk to people and kind of get to know them a little bit before we go play. And that seems to be less of a thing at the clubs we've been to in the States. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say that the clubs I went to, I've been to in the States are more party clubs as opposed to it being yeah. more 
uh, more 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 akin to a house party, but definitely not a house party. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah. Many of the ones we have too. The, the funny thing is, for me, many of the clubs we've been to in the states are just much bigger. Mm. They're so larger. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot more people then, which can make it a lot more intimidating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially if you. Yeah. yeah. I I could not agree more. So. You've, you've been handed off, for lack of a better term. You start talking to somebody, you know, you go through that. What can happen next? Sorry, we're going through the whole lot. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I think the important thing to really for newbies to, to realize is nothing has to happen. Mm. Nothing. Um, so if you don't ever want to dress down, if you never want to have sex in front of people, people if you don't want to play with other people uh if you don't want to have penetrative sex with other people you know there's a whole list of things that can happen the most important thing to remember is nothing has to happen mm. uh you are at your own comfort level and whatever at your own safety level and the bird agrees yes she's over <laughs> here nodding her head vigorously yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Perfect. how you teach a cock cockatiel about consent <laughs> If you can teach a cockatiel, you can do it yourself, people. That's right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, so, yeah. I mean, Sorry. look, uh, oftentimes what will happen is something, you know, at some point, and some clubs have a requirement of it, uh, not all clubs, but you'll, you'll dress down, which means you'll take off your street clothes and you'll either get into some form of fetish wear, lingerie, or underwear. Oh, geez, it must be 10 o'clock. <laughs> in many places, it is. Uh, with with one person in particular, it is. Dress down time, but Angela's internal clock has a designated dress down time. Yeah, yeah. It certainly does. I think last time and, actually and, you were a little bit early, Angela, and I and I commented on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what, yeah. what is going on? A little here? bit late, in which everybody comments on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just said, what is going on here? It's a rough internal clock, you know, 10.30, give or take, maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Plus or minus. Uh, but, so, just just going back to being hand, handed off, for lack of a better term again, um, you know, being introduced to another couple, what are mm -hmm. some pointers on, uh, like, for a new person uh, for how to act in in that situation? Like you said, nothing has to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the biggest thing to my biggest suggestion for people is to, and it's easier said than done, but don't be shy. Go up and talk to people, and you don't have to have like a big long conversation planned out, but just a hi, I'm so and so, and maybe even just say this is my first time, or have you been before, that kind of thing. But just something a conversation to get to get things going. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of things can just start by hi, I'm whoever. And, yeah. and that can open up doors. And if, and if you're not good at doing that, you know, always bring up people's favorite subjects, which is themselves, uh, and start asking questions. Uh, you know, things like, how many times have you been to the club? I mean, you don't want to sound like the Spanish Inquisition, <laughs> but you can ask questions about people uh, that will get them 
and compliment them. Yeah. If there's something that you like, like if it's their shoes, if it's their eyes, if it's you know something jewelry. Yeah, compliment mm. them, and and that also can open up a conversation. What they're wearing. Yeah. You know, because the simple thing of what what are you wearing can eat very easily. If it's something sexy, can very easily lead to where did you get it, and then you have a whole new conversation about mm. you know sexy things. Se- sexy things. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Just, just on that exact perfect point is that it doesn't have to go into that discussion at all. You don't have to be interested in them in that way. But it is good to get mm-hmm. to know people. Yeah, um, it's good. In, in it's, that it's environment. a good exercise. Yeah, and as as part of that, um, like it's it's not like you're going out to town on a Saturday night and you're trying to find something or someone to to take home or anything like that. You don't need to start with a pickup line or anything like that or anything cheesy or anything gross. Yeah. I think I think that's yeah. that's my biggest pet peeve is And you're also not looking to get married. Exactly. <laughs> like this you know, you already have a potentially, if you're going as a couple, you already have a partner. Uh, and probably you know, so do they. You're not you're not looking to 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 marry this this person. You're mm. just looking to have a conversation. This is mm. no different at this point um, than anyone or anywhere else that you would go. Yeah, yeah. it's just a social exercise. It, now, exactly. If you find them sexy and you would like to take them to the upstairs space, uh, you know, then you you do need to be a little more explicit with what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that 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 was moving on to on to my next point is how does somebody who is new and could be a little bit shy and a little bit timid about you know going and doing it how 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 would you like in in the in your sign of of experience how would you like somebody to approach you and ask you to take you upstairs from that situation I guess if so you I'm know the, new, the sorry go ahead. No, it's all right. I'm, I'm going to say flatly that I think the most important thing that you can be able and ready to hear as somebody who is new is no thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that right there will set you up for a world of success. If you're prepared, hear no thank you. You cannot fail. And also don't take offense if someone says no thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's there for a different reason. They may not want to play. Maybe they're just not looking for whatever style of play you're offering that night. Maybe they're not into you. They may just enjoy talking to you. Or maybe it's not the right time. Yeah. Maybe it's 9.30 and Angela's not yet to 10.30. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There have been many a times I can think of where somebody has asked us if we want to go upstairs at 9.30. We say no, but then end up playing with them at 10. Yeah. yeah. So... You, you that know, does not surprise me. A no, personally. thank you. You know, there's a difference between a brick wall that's an absolute no mm-hmm. and a and a a temporary no, a mm-hmm. no for now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important that people recognize that that mm-hmm. just because I say there is a, there are no's those period as well. There are flat no's. Oh yes. But you know, and I'm not saying that you just keep trying. If someone says no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. You know, at some point you have to realize that it's definitely a no. Yeah. It, it, um, well, it's just about reading the situation, really, from that point. Absolutely. And I, and I talked about talked about that a lot in my last episode. It's about reading the situation, reading body language, basically just not being a dick, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, and you can get a lot from people's body language to see if they're interested in you. Yeah. And if you're too shy to ask someone, and I mean, honestly, I prefer just to flat out, do you want to play? Are you interested in going upstairs? Are you interested in finding a private yeah. space? Something like that. I prefer the more direct method, but I know that that's intimidating for a lot of people to ask someone, especially that they've just met them. Yeah. Uh, but even just use your body language and show them that you're interested and see if they will, if you can elicit a, a question or a response from them. But at the same time, if they're just as shy as you are, then you could end up at a stalemate and nobody asks, actually asks for what they want and then you don't get what you want. Yeah. yeah. So. There, there's nothing wrong with, sorry, um, with just even saying, hey, would you like to go upstairs or would you like to check out the play area or... Yeah. You know, and, and even just going there to, something to like visit. people who don't try fail 100% of the time. Exactly. Yeah. It's obviously not upstairs all the time. For example, the, the, right. the clubs in America definitely aren't upstairs, but even just, right. hey, do you want to go check out the play area? And then you can have a conversation in the play area, and so you can both become comfortable with that with that situation, and mm. and going from there. And it it really is just it comes down to being respectful, because I mean, you see, going going back to being um, making sure that you're ready for no. You see it so often online, especially, but you also see it in real life, in quotation marks, um, that guys just say, I say guys, but it's guys usually, but females do do it as well, where they go and they, you know, they've hit, they've um, hit on a girl and they think they're pretty, they've dropped all of their silly lines and whatnot, and then they get rejected and they turn into this angry asshole. So yeah. just going down that line, just be a decent person. Like it's not that difficult. If you get turned down, just be like, yeah, fair enough, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. And that'll get you. That'll get you more respect from that person for starters, and it may grow their admiration for you, and they may come back later, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, because like reference it, you know, sometimes it is a hard no, and it is a no forever, but often it is just a not right now. Mm. And and it may be, you know, there's times where we've seen people at the club and been interested in potentially playing with them, but it wasn't the right time for whatever reason. And then maybe on another visit, we do end up playing yeah. with them. And I think that's another important thing. It's like there are times that we play with people that – Previous times or, or next times we won't, mm -hmm. and it's it doesn't have anything to do with really anything. It's just like sometimes it works and sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't. Well, it's about what situation. what people are after, what people are, are wanting to get out of the situation, right? That's yeah, really. Ninety percent I mean, of it. Angela and I just want to be exhibitionists. We don't want to play with anybody else. We just want to perform. Right. Yeah. I, I I think I've done that before in OSS. <laughs> Just thinking back. <laughs> I think we've seen that before yeah. at OSS. <laughs> but that that was just what we were doing, and, and that's okay too. Like, just, there's, you will get absolutely nothing out of not being graceful if somebody turns you down. Because right. you'll be, you're, you're being watched by a lot of other people as well. If you create a scene for yourself, or, you know, you start bad mouthing somebody to somebody else. They go, it's going to get back, and it's go, just going to look bad on you. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, you know, and it is one of those things. Like when somebody says no, thank you. You know, I think your response also should be thanks. 
Yeah. Because that, you know, let's be courteous, let's be polite. Um, but to go back, I guess, to your original question of what do we, how do we want people to interact with us? Um, like, I'm, I'm a sucker for somebody with a sense of humor. And by yes. that, I mean somebody who laughs at my jokes. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, I, I tend to be a king of, um, of self-depreciating humor mm-hmm. and I don't need somebody to pick me up from that. Like, Oh no, you're, you're a, you're a handsome guy or you're a young, I don't need that because I, I play on those jokes. I know what the, they're jokes. Yeah. Um, and I'm the only target that I can hit on n- with those negative jokes that I know I'm really not hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but also most people hear those and, and can at least identify with them. So if you're laughing at my jokes and kind of getting along, that's the first way. Like, Yeah, I would say for me it's a sense of humor. It's also positivity. People who are smiling yes. and happy and positive, I will talk to so much more frequently than I will somebody who's just kind of being stoic or mm. – Brownie faced or <laughs> well, we've talked about it on our podcast is so many people come to the club and they whenever they make eye contact, they treat it like they're walking in the grocery store yeah. or at, at, at uh, or on the on the street and they scowl and they frown and they use this urban scowl and that turns people away both outside the club and inside the club. And I yeah. think a lot of folks forget that they have it, that they're mm-hmm. wearing this. They're so used to it. Uh See, and I'm, then they I'm complain because nobody came up and talked to them. Mm. I'm lucky there because my my natural face is quite a happy one anyway. So yeah, I, you've I, got I, a I resting just be... face, not a resting bitch face. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm lucky in that regard. But if if you've been told that you have, like, like you say, a resting bitch face or just a sort of a scowl on your face, and sometimes you don't know it. I guess yeah, but it's nice yeah. to be aware of yourself and realize what's going on. And so you can better yourself. Um, then, yeah, try and put on at least, you know, at least half a smirk. Because very rarely do you see me f- smiling fully. I always put on like a half smirk, or just something to know, something to let people know that I am happy, comfortable, and I'm enjoying myself. It's all you really yeah. need. Well, and it's just you also have one of those smiles that says I'm up to something. <laughs> <laughs> this coming from you. <laughs> I know. Hello, pot. This is the kettle calling. You're black. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just a kettle calling the pot black? Yeah, Isn't the that, pot calling it? the kettle black. Yeah, but you said you were the kettle. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the kettle gets to talk on the phone too. <laughs> so <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I broke him. <laughs> That this is a common thing, you know this. Um, so, what? So you've asked somebody to go upstairs. Um, they've agreed. They've gone. Yeah, sure. Why not? You get upstairs. What can you sort of expect from that point? Do you think? There, there's a from whole. Us? There's a whole menagerie <laughs> of things that can happen. Yeah, here. there's a whole menagerie. Yeah, That's right. And I would. I think it really kind of depends. I would say but in most places, by the time you get to a play space, you're likely dressed down. So you're likely in your lingerie already. Yeah. And there's probably um, already or, people playing as well. Especially if you're new, you don't often, tend to be one of the first people up. Yeah. Mm, yeah, often there are other people playing. And so I guess the first thing to do is to figure out, you know, and this is a discussion you can even have on your way to the play space with whoever you're going back there with, is 
do you want to do you want a private space or a public space? Do you want to, you know, be seen by others or have other people playing around you potentially? Also meaning they may try to interject themselves in your play. Or do you want a private space where you can really just kind of focus on each other? So I think that's the first thing to really kind of figure out with whoever you're going to play with. And if you're not sure, then it could just be let's go to a public area and just kind of sit and watch for a few minutes together and and discuss you know what's sexy what's not are you interested in maybe mm. taking that little spot See, i think i think that's like that. an amazing way to go about it because you're learning about mm. what to do in certain situations and whatnot as well as part of that so and, yeah. And, yeah. and talking about what you'd like to happen and what interests you interests them doesn't interest either of you or or whichever I, I, there's a bit I of a sexy that, dirty so. play as well like you're mm-hmm. having that great talk about um, and that's that can be kind of arousing oh yeah and plus mm-hmm. you've got basically live amateur porn in front of you which is quite nice yeah and, oh, it's lovely. And, you know, and when you're talking about it there's a form of consent there and like you can ask the question what would you like me to do mm-hmm. what do you want us to do and then there, you're already sort of starting that consent conversation mm-hmm. yeah um, I do want to say and interject this. If you're going as a couple, before you get to the club, have a safe word that oh, yes. you and your partner know. That means it's a it's you're pulling the pin on the grenade. When the word comes out, that means that both of us need to leave the situation. We need to go somewhere and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it might be anything, but make sure it's something that is um, easy to interject in a conversation, but not necessarily. Um, super obvious. Super obvious. If you're <laughs> yeah. private, or just be like big boys and girls and say to your partner and to the couple that you're with, "Excuse us, we need to have a conversation." Mm-hmm. Some people are uncomfortable with that, and they need that safe word to get away. Um, yeah. Well, people don't but, like confrontation, and that's what that can absolutely some, depending on the other couple or person. It can bring up that confrontation level. It feels like confrontation, but it's not. No, it's not. Uh, it's not. No, and I think if you're playing with a couple and one of them says, you know, I need a moment, can you excuse me, can you excuse us, then respect that. I think yeah. it's yeah. just it's human decency. Well, just... it's a great thing because that means that they are taking care of themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take care of them. They're doing it themselves. Yeah. Uh, so that's exactly. a gift. If someone says, "I need, we need to go have a conversation, I, we're mm-hmm. always like, awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Let us know if you need anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, th- and that's wonderful as well. It's, because you don't want to get into a play situation where something does happen, somebody's not comfortable, but they're not going to say it, and then down the track, either something blows up or nobody has really a great time because things were a little bit awkward. Or they regret it, yeah. you know, and, you know, yeah, you don't want that. No. So have that conversation with your partner. Have a discussion of what hard limits and soft limits, things that you are curious about, but things that you would never, ever do. Mm-hmm. Um have those conversations before you get to the club. Yep. Don't have those at the club. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Because your well, your pheromones are already going wild once you're in the club. Yeah. Really, <laughs> it's it's too late. <laughs> yeah, and even even if um, you're playing as a couple, you're playing with another couple, and they jump up and they say, "Sorry, we need to leave." There's no reason you can't still play as your own couple and continue playing. I know, right? Absolutely. What's wrong with um, that? Oh my god, it's a swingers club, so I need to play with others. No, you don't. So I would also add things like it's not a competition. Some of the pitfalls that we've seen people fall into were, um, you know, well, my wife had penetrative sex with that man. Mm-hmm. Well, I get to have penetrative sex with his wife. That's not necessarily no. how it works. 
Um, it's not a tit for tat. It's not a tit for tat. It's not a race and it's not a competition. So what it is is a situation where four people hopefully will enjoy themselves in a some sort of sexual manner. Mm-hmm. Well, that's ideal. <laughs> and but not always the case. No, not always it's not the always case. case. And also what Things sex looks wrong. like can be different situation to situation too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just took a mouthful of hot chips as well, so I've done really well with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Welcome to the Ace Law Podcast, where I eat and talk. Hey, hey buddy, I've seen how much you can take in your mouth, so you should be fine. <laughs> I can take enough. I can take enough. <laughs> well, there's, all, there, there's, there's always room to try for more. <laughs> and then, try, yeah. For, yeah, the do or do not, there's no try. Um, Just shove it in. Yeah, so, you know... <laughs> You're in that situation. You're in the room. You're like other things that I think you should often do is allow yourself to check in with your partner, mm-hmm. uh, and allow your partner to check in with you. And so that might be some sort of hand signal that you have or tap signal. Um, for Angela and I, it's a double tap, the response of a double tap. Uh, you know, I can touch her leg and double tap it. That's a question. Are you okay? Her response is a double tap. Which is also the Things question, are, are you okay? And then I respond back with a double tap. Yeah. So you end up with this this nice conversation of, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have other partners who use hand signals. So they'll have different hand shapes that they kind of make either just kind of either just putting their hands on. If they're at dinner, even on top of the table, they can just have their hands resting on the table, make the hand shape to communicate with their partner. Or in a play situation, if you can just kind of reach over to your partner's hand and, you know, or show them or something. So every couple, I think, kind of finds their own different way to do it. But it's good. Personally, I like to have both a verbal and a nonverbal way to communicate. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. depending on what the situation is, or even if we're not right next to each other in the room. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, I've gone halfway through the things I wanted to talk about, and we're already 40 minutes in, so we'll... we'll well, it looks like we'll have to do another on. podcast we're, later on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. What a pity. Um, but what, are, what, would, would you mind sharing some bad experiences that you've had with people in, not, not using names or anything, of course, but just, yeah. um, you know, people that you've, especially that you've met for the first time, I guess, and some of the... So I think most of our bad experiences stem from lack of communication. Right. And that can be lack of communication on our part. Um, I know a few instances that really come to mind were lack of communication on their part. Mm-hmm. As a couple, they didn't necessarily talk about what they or didn't appear as if they talked about what they wanted before they got to the club. And then we end up in a play situation with this couple and things start to go downhill very quickly because one person thinks that they're going after one style of play and the other person thinks another style of play and then it just gets kind of a little bit ugly at times. Um, yeah. I know we've had a couple of those. I can think of a situation where we ended up in a private room with a couple uh, and that that basically happened. Mm. Um, w- there was no intention for full swap going into the into the, um, into the the private space. It yeah. was just like some soft swap, meaning oral, um, no uh, PIV or PIA. Yeah. Um, so... That the, for us that was fine, but then at some point the male partner 
uh, of the other uh, of the other couple went downstairs to get water uh, and then she was very uncomfortable after he left asking Angela for I don't even basically don't leave me alone with him kind of thing yeah no oh, right yeah so we we've had sometimes like that we've and we've had times where I would say that we didn't necessarily communicate with the other couple what we wanted going into play situation mm-hmm. and so then it, I'm not going to say it's bad, but you get to that awkward point of like, oh, is this okay? And then it's that constant, is this okay? Is this okay? Can I do this? As opposed to just saying from the beginning, you know, what is it that you expect? And, and this is maybe what I want. Yeah. Um, so we've definitely learned from some of those experiences just to just have a quick 30-second conversation. Just It like, doesn't take long. No. I think from that as well, once both parties know what each other wants to get out of it and what's okay and what's not, that it takes out some of the awkwardness that can happen about having that discussion during play. Yeah. You can always have that discussion during play. There's no two ways about that. That's always a given. But if you're both on the same level, know exactly what's going on and what's a, what's a yes and what's a no early on, it can, it can take away that awkwardness of having to go stop and go, uh, actually, this isn't okay. And that can create right. some yeah. decent exactly. awkwardness. You know, and I will say another common problem that you run into in this lifestyle, which is only a problem when people make it a problem, is performance anxiety. And we have instances where guys have handled it very well mm-hmm. and instances where guys have handled it, I'm going to use the word, terribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, those those terribly instances are those that you can see that the guy is having a mental breakdown. Yeah. This has never happened to him before, which I totally believe that, uh, yeah. because this is a new situation. You know, you're you're being asked to have sex with someone who's not your partner, mm. who not who, who's not your primary partner, with potentially um, other people around watching as well. Potentially with other people around, you're you're comparing yourself to. I mean, guys, we do this because we watch porn. We mm. compare ourselves to every other male out there, um, yes. and you know, if we find what's funny about it is. If you find one person who is uh, who you feel like you don't measure up to, it can ruin your whole night, no matter where you are on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've seen a lot of guys that fall into that that maelstrom of of mental anxiety, and that they can't pull themselves out of. And so, you know, the ones that handle it poorly are the ones that immediately you can see they just they've given up, they want to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the ones that handle it well are the ones that clearly go oh you know what i can please a woman without my penis right you yeah. know i have 10 fingers or eight fingers two thumbs and a <laughs> tongue uh and if i'm really clever my foot and like like <laughs> these these are the guys that are successes mm. um you know sex doesn't mean penis and vagina yeah Exactly. And also, if we're talking about uh, negative experiences, we've had some times, too, where uh, I'm, I'm going to say a male typically has been female as well, but typically a male may be a little too forceful or too strong with me and might try to force me to, like, oh, you want this or do this and, like, just – and that's – I mean, that's not – that's not how I interact with people to anyway. Like I don't like to really be told what to do, but especially if they're like, just do this, just do that. And Hashtag like, not a sub. Yeah. I'm not a <laughs> sub, but also like, like that's not, we don't have that kind of rapport. Don't do that. And, mm. and they don't get it when I push back and say, no, no, like don't, don't do that or whatever. And it's just, and it's just, yeah, some people just don't really get the hint until I have to be like really, really 
wrong with them, and then it's like I'm not interested in playing with you now whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I think you guys brought read up. Read the uh, room, people. Read the yeah. room. <laughs> yeah. I think you. I think you. I, I remember you guys bringing up uh, uh, a s situation similar to that with somebody being pushy or you know overly pushy um, from when I was there the first time, and and you spoke about that episode. I seem to remember. That was a long time ago now. That was what. Like you know, it's funny. Ago? It's funny because my original joke was, "Yeah, but you apologized to us." Uh, <laughs> it wasn't. No, not, it was not me. Um, but you know, honestly, it's really hard for me to come up with bad experiences not too many. because yeah. there are, there are few and far between. Yeah. yeah which um, is good. Which is the good thing. But they can yeah, happen. It is. And I will say that, that one thing that I think we've done pretty well from the beginning and definitely have gotten better about it is if we do notice that things are starting to go sour or maybe it's not exactly what we want or what they want. It's not a good situation. We remove ourselves from it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to stay here and sour my evening, potentially their evening. There's still a lot of fun that can be had. So I'm going to remove myself from this situation. Yeah. And in the very chance that it could become a dangerous situation for somebody else, maybe another newbie, we always talk to the owners of the club or somebody who's working the club uh, and let them know that this is the, this is a potential problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, which is a and great that's way to go I would definitely, Yeah. And that's something I would definitely suggest for newbies is, you know, don't be afraid to talk to the staff at the club. You know, they're there to ensure that you have a good time, to ensure that everyone has a good time and that everybody stays safe. And and there's, you know, you should be able to go up to a staff member at any point and either ask questions, just have a chat with them. If you have a concern, raise it with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're there to help you. Well, the, the, this goes back to instead of going to talking to somebody else and gossiping, for lack of a better term, like we said earlier, this is where it's okay to go and tell somebody where – that you know you're not comfortable with the with the situation that's going on. Can you yeah. go have a look at it and tell me if I'm off the mark or something like that? There's nothing wrong with doing yeah. that. But don't don't go in there all headstrong and think that you're in the right. I guess just go, hey, exactly. Can you check this out? Maybe that this just happened. What do you think? Even can help so out. I'm I'm also going to add some more advice, which is we've seen so many people fall victim to this, which is too much alcohol. Oh, yes. Um, they, they have nerves, and a little bit of liquid courage is great. Yep. Uh, but if you're sloppy, I, we don't want to be near you. Um, we don't want to be around you, and, and really no one does. Mm -hmm. And we've seen a few people get um, so drunk that they almost have to be carried out, both male and female, mm. because they're so nervous about being there for the first time. You're doing this because you want to remember it. Don't make it to where you can't. Yeah. 100%. I could not agree more with that one. I'm not if a big drinker anyway. you don't want to remember anyway, it, so... don't do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big drinker anyway, so it kind of works for me that I only have, I only need a tipple. And I'm, yeah. and I'm, and I'm happy as. That's all. And that's all it is, is just getting to a point where you're happy. You don't need to go further and further and further and keep going. Like I said, it's not a Saturday night out on the town, for example. Exactly. 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 And like, like, you know, again, you want to remember it. That's why you're doing this. Exactly. Yeah. That's literally the reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never understood people who want to do something and then have to consume so much alcohol that they forget everything that they did. Like, well... 
Why? Why do that it? That seems like place? a waste of yeah. money. Uh, I can get <laughs> blackout drunk at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just give me half. You know, give me a dozen bottles of wine, and we're away. Yeah. 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 But I also think that's where if you're going into it as a couple and you do notice your partner's potentially drinking a little too much, to try and help them to back off, help them to be comfortable and maybe not have to drink so much. Yeah. And, and and it it can be bad if you're both in the same boat, but maybe if you try as a team to be like, okay, you know, we're going to just kind of keep an eye on each other, make sure we don't drink too much, make sure that we do, you know, behave ourselves and and remember everything the next day because we yeah. want to like Bradford and I we love to talk about it the next day and if I don't remember it then there's nothing to talk about what's the point <laughs> how can you talk about it now that you were drunk last night and forgot it all <laughs> I want to relive it and get aroused again damn it <laughs> you betcha yep yep it's exciting so, yeah. um mm. so I'm, I'm gonna take a few steps back here but I think I think this is important to talk about as well is that like you, you've spoken about what interests you in a person that you meet at a club which is which is all good and it's that smile that friendliness and just being open to it all mm-hmm. um but what are as, say a person people have come in and they come up and talk to you what are, what are some red flags that you notice even from when they come in and while talking to you I guess even just having general chats or whatever. In, um, in, initial contact, I guess. I think for me, one of the biggest red flags is an imbalance in um, the couple's communication. So if one person is doing all of the communicating and the other person is not even participating, you know, because we even... As a as a couple, one person typically will talk more, but the other person still participates, whether it's through body language, through small movements or small kind of little uh-huhs and whatevers. Yeah. But sometimes we have seen a couple where one person is completely take charge and the other person literally cowers behind them. Yeah. That's a red flag. That's yeah. a big red flag. Or, or stares off the space. Yeah. They're not they're not there they're not interested. If they if they appear that they're not interested whatsoever, then I'm not I don't really want to talk to them. Yeah, Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Like, look, I I feel like I have a good read on people. And so if if my gut tells me that we shouldn't uh, interact with a couple, I Mm -hmm. always trust my gut. Always. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, millions of years of evolution can't be wrong, right? Uh, So if there's something that is in the air between us that tells me, uh, I don't want to be part of this, no matter what they look like or what they act like. I always trust my gut. Yeah. yeah. So a, a huge, um, a huge one for me. Gut. I always trust Angela's gut as well. Yeah. Well, a, a huge one that always gets me, and it's happened a few times to me, um, and it's happened a few times to people that I've gone with and to friends of mine as well, is that um, people who come up and they're I get that they're, they're, they're talking about sexy things almost straight off the bat. It, like if you're down, if you're in the you know general area that's not the not the sexy times area. So for for OSS, you're downstairs, you're playing pool if you're at Annandale, um, or or having a drink and just chilling out and relaxing, sitting on the couch talking to people. Somebody who comes over and they're just like they're very sexual straight away in what they're saying. That that yeah. that gets to me big time. That's a red flag for me. 
Agreed. That is, I will agree with that because you know it's no different than Tinder when when like yeah. immediately somebody starts asking you about sex. Uh, like, dude, or or, or oh. lady, we've just met you. Like, I, I don't want to like. If your first question, if one of your first three questions to me is, "Do you like anal?" Like, that seems to be a bit much. Mm-hmm. If if it's almost like the equivalent of an in person receiving a dick pic. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't want that much interaction that quickly. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just disrespectful, um, really. I mean, you, have, you have had that though, the anal question. Oh yeah. 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 Once they find I'm by, uh, like immediately, like it's like we've maybe been chatting for ten minutes, and they're like, "Oh, so are you bottom?" Like, <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. But yeah. yes, but if, if, <laughs> if, 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 if you're going to talk about those things, though, let it come up naturally, or let the other person bring yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Have some tact. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't. Again, I'll go back to the "don't be a dick about it" line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. And don't be a dick and don't talk about your dick. I guess is part of that. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, Agreed. Agreed. We're, we're, we're going to try and end this on a, on a nicer note rather than don't be a dick and show people you dick. Um, <laughs> what's... That could be the moral of the story. I feel like I need that, that on a that is the Don't moral. be a dick and show me your dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, or at least until later, anyway. Um, but, like I said, we're going to try and end this a wee bit nicer and a wee bit, um, wee bit more... Lovely. Can you think back to your sexiest time at a club, either of you, and tell yes. us about it? What what made it that way, and what why was it such a such a sexy experience for you guys? I think there's two that come to mind, but I'll let you go because I think one of ours. I think I know what you're going to say. Uh, so my favorite is it's a story I tell all the time, which is uh, we I had take we were in one of the orgy rooms at uh, OSS in Darlinghurst. And um, or I guess the orgy room in OSS Darlinghurst. And at some point, I took a break to kind of look around at the at the scene around me. And there was like 19 people in in some sort of sexual congress, mm-hmm. uh, both on the bed, off the bed, in the shower, on the floor. It was crazy. And one of at the time, one of the uh, employees was taking a tour of two newbies um, and he comes to the room about that time he and I made eye contact and he looked at the newbies and went and sometimes this happens (laughs) Uh, (laughs) oh that's that's beautiful that right there that that moment was great and as a newbie that would be like oh my god so confronting like there was 19 people on the uh, in this room and there was something really great about that because there was also a lot of um you know it didn't matter the gender play Mm -hmm. um you know so that was that was a lot of fun that was that's probably one of my top yeah another one i would add to that as well is uh one of the new year's eves maybe 2017 i don't know 18 something one of the new year's eves we were there after the kind of big wave of, because it's always like super crowded on New Year's Eve, but then a lot of people kind of leave. Mm-hmm. And much later in the evening, we ended up up in the orgy room 
primarily with there was a group of seven of us who all knew each other and were all really comfortable playing with each other and right. so we kind of got into that puppy pile kind of play and we played with them for four five six hours it was a really long time because yeah, wow. you would play a bit you would take a water break play a bit take a water there's that ebb and flow of play mm -hmm. and there were people that kind of came in and and play for a little while and then left the group but there was that core of seven of us that just had constant play and it was just it was just so nice to have that because it was easy it was respectful and it was just fun and and there'd be times where we would play for a while and then just kind of sit there and, and laugh and joke around and goof and and just relax yeah, for a bit cuddle and yeah, and it was just really nice to have that for an extended period of time. Yeah, and I, that still leads to one of my favorite moments, which was us walking from the club to Winyard Station, which normally you would never walk that far. But on no. January 1st, <laughs> as the sun was coming up, yeah. we were going through Hyde Park, and it was just like – Wow, you know, like, I, I always remember what they say is, you know, whatever you're doing on the first of January, uh, you'll be doing for the rest of the year, and that was yeah. having sex times with friends, and that was basically what we did for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that's really awesome. Um, but I'll also say, just to add to that, yes, my favorites are always the pendulum parties, which are the ones that Angela and I created and host. Uh, yes, but I, which I've been to two of now. It being our we joke about being our favorites and plug it, but it it really is. It's one of those things where there is this really great feel to the people that are there. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more. Not with because, that. thank you. It's not because they're our friends often, but it's there's this just this open acceptance mm -hmm. uh, that is often there. But it's more – normally it's just this sort of quiet, tacit acceptance. Uh, during Pendulum Nights, it's this very loud, it's proud very acceptance. Open, yeah. 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 Exactly. So were, were there any points in particular that made those experiences that you just spoke about um, just really completed them, I guess, in terms of enjoyment and, and sexiness and, the, and that side of things? Was there anything leading me, up it, to them that really made it for you, I guess? Yeah, for me, I think it is the having the comfort with the people that we're playing with, so knowing them, yeah. you know, quite well. Uh, so being friends with them and, and, I mean, even sometimes it may just be we're not, like, friends outside of the club, but we see them at the club regularly, and it's that kind of a friendship. Uh, but just being comfortable with these people and, and being accepted. And like Bradford was talking about with, with Byplay, you know, being able to just play with everyone in that group. And even if mm -hmm. not everyone is bisexual, being okay with, with touching. And it may not mean that you're going to, you know, have sex with everyone in the group, but just being okay that if you incidentally touch someone that that's okay, nobody's going to get offended. So yeah. I would say it's the comfort and the acceptance of the group. Beautiful. Yeah. I would agree with that. And uh, for me as well, it's, there's a bit of that kind of those moments where I look around and 19 people are in the room and I don't, there, I don't know everybody in the room. Uh, but to look at that for a moment and think like, wow, I, I never actually thought that I would be in a position like this uh, where I'm, I'm here with sexual partners. But on top of that with Angela, who's my best friend and sexual yeah. partner and to be able to share something like that with her and to think like, we still can giggle and laugh about it and joke about, you know, the, the, uh, OSS worker who was taking people on a tour. Like mm -hmm. there's just something great about that. And, and yeah. it's, 
I don't know. It's, there's, yeah. All right, we're, we're almost there. I've, nice. I've kept you for over an hour now, and I, I do appreciate it. But any last pointers for any newbies before we go? If you're thinking about swinging, if you're thinking about opening up your relationship, do a little bit of research. Find a place that you want to go. Find a night that you may want to check out if there's a particular theme that you are interested in. Um, and, yeah, just go do it. Be positive, have a good attitude, and be open-minded. And just because you do it doesn't mean you have to keep doing it. So if you have a good time, yay. And if you don't, you don't have to do it again. Yeah, and I would say very similar to the same thing, but also adding that – Nothing that you do, as long as you're doing things safe, nothing that you do changes who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, that person in the mirror will always be the same, and you fundamentally it won't change you. Um, but you know, you don't grow without popping bubbles. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to push yourself to grow, and you'll you may learn that you like something a lot, and you may learn that you don't like something at all. Uh, and both of those are absolutely okay. It just means you know a little bit more about yourself. Awesome. That that that's perfect. That's perfect. And just last thing before we we do head off, you guys. Um, I'm I'm certain that everybody who listens to me already listens to you. But plug yourselves and your events and anything <laughs> that you like. Go ahead. Uh Thank you. Um, and I think that's a, a harsh thing. Like to, if anybody listens to you, they listen to us. I, I think that's actually true, but, uh, <laughs> but we should make it that way. Um, yes. It's a requirement. <laughs> if, if you do like Angela's and my dulcet tones, uh, we can be found everywhere. Podcasts are found. Uh, we are by the by B Y T H E B I. Uh, we have, we host pendulum parties, which are, uh, safe spaces for men and women to quote swing both ways. So that they can – they're safe spaces where you can uh, play with your own sexuality and see if you uh, like playing with uh, your own gender and people not of your gender. Uh, everybody's in invited and everybody is welcome. Those are hosted at Our Secret Spot. The next one is August 28th. Oh, that's very COVID close to my birthday. Does it explode? It's a Friday. It's the last Friday of August. It's very, very close to my birthday. Oh, you Just should come it. over. I mean, it, you, you, you might know, get stuck here. You might get stuck here. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That 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 is the concern at the moment, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, well, it's we, true. Yeah. We 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 had to move so our we had to move our trip to Europe to um instead of next instead of this time next year to the 2022. So because of it all. Yeah. And because of this, you know, my head. Mm. This only. this past Saturday, we were meant to be flying back from Thailand. Oh no! Yeah, oh, we were going to have two weeks in a eco resort with some sexy friends, and that went. Uh, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> oh, that sucks. But um, yeah, just so, to, just to just to touch on that, by the by, b y t h e b i, anywhere yes. where you can get podcasts, basically. Do check yep. them out if you've been living under a rock and haven't found them yet. Please go and do that. And thank you both so, so much uh, for, for coming on and talking to me about this. I think it, I think we've touched on some really important things that people can really take aboard when they want to go and and experiment with all of this. Um, with, uh, yeah. With, with non-monogamy, I guess. 
for lack of a better term. It's worth it's it's worth doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But hey. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Yes, it thank was, you so much for having us on. It was so good to chat. Yes. You too. And we're done for today's episode. So thank you to everybody who's listened to this. Thank you again to Angel and Bradford from By the By. Do go check them out for, for, for coming on. And don't forget, you can find us on all the socials at The ASAP Podcast. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can find me on the web at aslutpodcast.com. And you can also just email me at theaslutpodcast at gmail.com I'm always there go and check me out and hey thank you for listening this was a really hot episode for me I got excited quite a bit and thank you again touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's here that I must be. My heart entreats, just hear those savage beats and go put on your cleats and come and trample me. is hard as stone or mahogany that's why i'm in such exquisite agony my soul is on fire it's a flame with desire which is why i perspire when we tango you caught my nose in your left castanet love i can feel the pain yet love Every time I hear drums And I envy the rose That you held in your teeth Love With the thorns underneath Love Sticking into your gums Your eyes cast a spell that bewitches The last time I needed twenty stitches to sew up the gash you made with your lash as we dance to the masochism tango bash in my brain and make me scream with pain then kick me once again and say we'll never part i know too well i'm underneath your spell so darling if you smell something burning it's my heart take your cigarette from its holder and burn your initials in my shoulder fracture my spine and swear that you're mine as we dance to the massacre